Well, when I found out that I was going to be preaching on this film, I was very excited because I've been a science fiction and fantasy fan since I was in grade school. But I had never gone to see the film because so many of the pictures about Mars over the last couple of decades or so have not been particularly good. But I was uh, thrilled to see this movie. It's a compelling story, a story that could be yours or mine, a story about what it is to be alone or to be afraid or to need to overcome, perhaps even just to survive. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Oh, holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you. Help me to get out of the way so that regardless of the words that I say, your message is clearly received. For we each are looking for the next step on our journey to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, unfortunately, for those of you who may have come to the theater yesterday, we were unable to uh, go in. They were closed because of some construction uh, that they've been doing, and the fire marshal said we couldn't come in. So hopefully you all had a way that you were able to at least get an idea about the movie. But briefly, six astronauts are on a mission to Mars, and they uh, suddenly have to leave because there's a ferocious storm that's heading their way and it will endanger the ship that they need to be able to return back to earth and so one of them was already at the ship and the other five were leaving they could barely see the wind was so bad and there was so much dirt and debris and the last one in line mark watney is hit by a piece of debris and it throws him far away from them, destroys his communications, and wounds him, and he is unconscious. So they look for him, they try to do what they can to find him, but hoping against hope that maybe he is still alive, they still have to leave because the ship is in danger of being destroyed. So they get on the ship and they go. Can you imagine how alone he felt that later on when he woke to his oxygen alarm going off and found that he was wounded and no one else was there. I can imagine that loneliness. I'd been in church much of my life. But the last two years in high school, I'd become disconnected, disconnected from the church and disconnected from Jesus. And I thought I was going crazy the night, first time that it happened, that I couldn't sleep and I was weeping for hours. And the thought that kept going through my mind was, I want to go home. But there was something different about this. This was not the homesickness of a young woman who was 1,200 miles away from home, which I was. This was something different. But I had absolutely no idea what this home was that I wanted to go to. And I imagine that that's a little bit like what Mark Watney, just a little bit of what he felt when he realized his situation. That he woke up and he was in a dire situation. He manages to get back into their habitat, which survived the storm. And... 
had the, they had the tools there for him to be able to seal his wound to put the staples in so that he would not bleed too much and we see in this clip the aftermath last couple seconds you can see the enormity of his situation become real to him that he's in a habitat that's not created to last as long as it will take for him to meet the next manned mission the passage from Luke is one of a group of three parables where someone is searching for something that is lost or finding something that is lost now a parable is a special kind of story that stops the hearer either by its vividness or its strangeness and leaving the mind in sufficient doubt about its precise application to tease the mind into active thought as ch dodd describes it in these verses for today the pharisees and the tax collectors have the first word they are critical of Jesus because he doesn't just allow the tax collectors and the sinners, the Gentiles, the pagans, the others to be around him. He encourages it. He eats with them. Now understand, they had some very specific rules then about who the Jews could eat with. They could only eat with other Jews. They were not allowed to eat with other people. But unfortunately, they tended to use that as a way to keep others out, whereas Jesus is ready to let others in. And so when he tells this story, he's telling this story to them first, even before us. Now, the first thing that tells you that, these, that this is not a normal story is that when he leaves the 99 he leaves them in the wilderness out in the open country where all of them could wander off or predators could get them or someone could steal them but it also gives us an idea of how very important it is that he find that sheep how very important it is for that sheep to come home in the movie, the commander, as they're trying to leave and trying to find Mark Watney, sends everybody else home or to the ship. And then she tries to look for him herself. And in the, the absolute last moment that she could get in the ship, as we see her go up, the look of anguish is overwhelming. But see, the thing with Jesus is that he doesn't have those limitations our God doesn't have the limitations of worrying about how weary we will be searching or how uh, dangerous it could be Jesus was willing to give up his life to be able to make sure that we knew about God's love and so when 
Unlike the commander, Jesus doesn't abandon his search. He doesn't abandon at all. Now, one of the unique beliefs for the United Methodist Church, not that others do not believe in grace, but that we believe grace functions in some particular ways in our faith life. And the very first way is as prevenient grace or preventing grace, some call it. And this is the grace that goes before we even know who Jesus is. Before we have any idea of turning to God, that grace is working in our lives, wooing us to himself, drawing us near. And that's how that grace was functioning in my life. It was that yearning was a wooing of God. For me to come back. That yearning. that Those episodes of weeping. And just wanting to go home. Continued every few months. All the way through five years of college. And the early years of our marriage. But still I did not know. For what I yearned. Now in our scripture. Finally, we find that the shepherd finds the sheep and he joyfully puts the sheep around his shoulders and takes it home. But that's not exactly what we would expect a shepherd to do. You would think the shepherd would be a little put out. Sheep are not easy to find. When they are on their own, their first reaction is to stop bleating and to lie down where they are to try to stay away from the predators. So that makes them very difficult to find. But you know what? We do the same thing. We get paralyzed by our grief or our shame, by our embarrassment at how we might have wandered or that we've never considered Christ. And we sit right where we are. The good thing is, God still seeks us. He doesn't, he will continue to seek us when we've wandered off. But friends, to fully receive his grace, to receive the justification or being made right from him, we have to respond. We have to say yes. Grace is called an, an undeserved favor of God, the undeserved favor of God. And it is undeserved by us. We've refused him. We've wandered off. He's perfect. And we're not. But that doesn't stop him. We are his children. He can give his grace to whom he chooses. And he chooses us. And in his prevenient grace, he chooses everyone. In order to receive it, for it to have impact on our lives. We come to him sorry that we've separated ourselves from him and others. And we, when we say yes, we follow where he leads. The longer we hold him off at arm's length. The longer we live a life that is less than what he has for us. We don't know what kind of religious leanings Mark Watney has. But it seems in this next scene from the movie that he is certainly 
choosing Christ. Mark was choosing Jesus even as he cut up the crucifix that Martinez had brought. He needed to make that fire to get water so he could grow the potatoes that he found in their stores. They were for Thanksgiving. Through the Holy Spirit, God was trying to get through to me with the yearnings that I had. To remind me of what I had with him when I was young. To tell me that the ways that I had wandered, the things that I had done would be forgiven. If I would simply turn back to him. I finally began to understand when the Christmas Eve after our oldest daughter was born. We went to church. My husband wasn't a Christian then. Church was not our habit. And we'd been married five years. It had been a long time since we'd been in a church. But we went that night. Because when our daughter was born, we knew we had a responsibility to somebody other than just us. And when I walked through the doors of that church, it could have been a cathedral for the impact that it had on me. I was home. I was finally home. Those nights of crying and yearning for home, they were over. But our scripture story is not at its end yet. The story of losing and finding isn't complete until we get to the celebrations in heaven. Hear what Jesus tells them. I tell you that in the same way, the same way that the, that the shepherd celebrated when he got home, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to. We had a foreshadowing of this when he left the 99 on their own in the wilderness. The righteous do not need someone to find them. They have been found. 
But when a someone turns to God in response to his grace, friends, they are home. They are finally home. When Mark Watney realized his situation, he was determined not to die on Mars. So he figured out how to grow potatoes until his habitat blew up and they all died. He figured out a way to be able to make water. He figured out a way to make his batteries last to get the rover to go to where the next manned mission was going to come in four years. He finally started communicating with the folks on earth. And so they started doing what they could do to be able to get back to him. He started doing what he needed to do to be ready for it. And friends, that's a metaphor for the Christian life. Because we know in God that his promises are true and that he will be working to do all that's necessary. Our job is to follow him, to be faithful disciples, to continue to put one foot in front of the other on our journey to him. When I entered that little church on Christmas Eve in 1986, and for the coming months, I knew that something related to that yearning had been happening. But I didn't know what it was until I went on a spiritual retreat called The Walk to Emmaus. And they told me the name, Pervenient Grace. Well, there's finally one, finally in the movie, one plan had failed and they weren't sure what they were going to do. But some bright propulsion engineer decided that they could take the people that were already traveling back from Mars to Earth, just have them go around the Earth, pick up some provisions and go back. Not everything went to plan. But it did work, as we'll see in the clip. Imagine that going on in heaven when a sinner repents and turns to Christ. Celebration all around the world after his rescue. At the end of the movie, Mark Watney was where he wanted to be. Friends, he was home. He was finally home. If you remember nothing else about this message today, I want you to remember this, that God will never stop seeking you or me because he loves us with a love that is beyond all imagination. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, where you've wandered, or how much other people have told you that you don't matter. You matter to God and he will never stop seeking you he loves us with a forever love. All that separates us from him or others is forgiven when we repent. And when we want to go a different way, a way that keeps us close to God, 
Even when we respond tentatively or in fits and starts, God continues to extend his grace. That grace that invites us home. Finally, home. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Almighty God, we are so grateful that you do invite us home and that your invitation is always open. Whether we've never known you or we've wandered away, you still continue to seek us. Oh, Lord God, let us be found. Let us find our way home. In the name of Jesus, amen.